When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. but we don't show prep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. I just, I just barely yourself. make it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell, but we don't show prep. I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha ha, it's a six-rig cane show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code, ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up, real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium, ball 14 for the orange and green, we see the six-rig champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane that's never still put a damage to your squad. The six rig cane show. The six rig cane show. The six rigs cane show. You know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes! <laughs> if only, if only you guys saw what the hell's going on in the background. Jack oh no, I can see backstage. I saw that. I was like, "Do I need to pull you out of the stream?" <laughs> I'm talking about the fans. If, if only the whoever's gonna be watching this could see what the hell was going on. What? Dad, Dad was doing some last minute alterations. I was like, "Do I need to pull you out of the stream?" And then like, you guys want real and raw podcasting and fan driven stuff? Look at this. Look, look, look. We, we we promise no show prep, and you know, we have certainly we are, we are, we keep our promises to our fans. And I'm and, definitely uh, having. Uh, 
You're having a 2024 has not gotten off to a great start in the technology realm for a Mr. Not the, over that, here. Definitely not. Definitely not. But uh, yeah, that's all right. It is what it is. Um, before before my phone dies, because I don't even have my charger with me. Um, yeah. So obviously, big news today out of uh, out of the transfer portal, the quarterback situation um now now starts to really get going if you ask me because uh, as a, a lot of you already know <clears throat> cam ward has decided to declare for the nfl um and uh you know he may he may have gotten a good draft grade he may have gotten you know uh, so, some advice that that led him to make that decision right so according to a lot of people is down in miami or the nfl and i think uh you know some of us had spoken about it and we kind of knew that that was you know, a strong possibility that he ends up going, you know, going to the league instead. And so, you know, I've had some people ask me, wow, is he even, you know, can he even be drafted? Absolutely. The kid's going to get drafted. But um, there was potential for him to make more money in in college football with the NIL, uh, you know, staying one more year and possibly getting a better draft grade next year. So, but that's the case with uh, with Cam Ward, Uh, you know, Vish and DJ, your take on on the Ward situation. I'm just happy it's over. I think we've spoken about this ad nauseum already. How how we don't think that he's the be all end all. Anyways, uh, good player, but you know, I think there's a lot of other options out there that Miami could definitely go after. And I think that now the focus will be there. Uh, so I kind of want to get your take on how you feel. Maybe how how you feel the fans should feel about this not how they are feeling because god knows you know it's a dumpster fire on twitter and everywhere else go ahead dj well i mean you guys know me i uh, proclaimed myself last week as the conductor of the uh, camor train but yeah. you know at the same time you know it's not that i think that cam ward going to the nfl is the be all end all for miami but I also think that I feel like if we need to get a transfer portal quarterback, we need to do so extremely soon. I don't think the room is completely bare. We do have options, but I mean, I am definitely leaning towards more a, of a transfer portal quarterback. And like I just said, the options are dwindling. So although Cam Ward's asking price may have been high, although he may have, you know, you know, had his faults, and he certainly did. Cam Ward off the board is now a little bit concerning, in my opinion, for Miami because that's just another signal caller that's, you know, no longer in play here. Well, you notice that a couple other guys went off the board right after him, right? DJ Uyangalele ends up at at FSU. Uh, You know, KJ Jefferson was another guy that a a lot of people had Miami looking at really hard. (laughs) I mean – Two seconds after everybody announced that, he committed to UCF as well. Both, I think, good moves for respective teams. However, it, it puts Miami in a position where, look, I, again, a lot of people are thinking, Vish, right? Oh, my gosh, now what do they do? They have nobody they can go after. All the good guys are signed. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, you know, But, you know, this is, this is something where, look, whichever way we try to spin it, it doesn't look good. For the staff, because it looks like they've whiffed a few times now again on the quarterback, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't look good, but I do think you know we, we're being consistent in that we were. It felt like outliers, yeah, in uh, saying, yeah. "Look, this quarterback is not the end all, be all." And any quarterback, this program is not where you guys think it is. 
Right. If you think one quarterback is going to elevate them into, you know, playing in some of those bowl games that are happening tonight next year. Like it's much more than a quarterback from that away from that. And we talked about that pretty extensively. So at the time we were doing that, I think we reasonably thought Cam Ward was going to be the quarterback. But you say even if you get the guy you think is the end all be all, it's actually not that because we're not that close yet. Like we're not this this past season's narrative was written as we're a quarterback away. We're more than that. Um, not that the quarterback wasn't a problem, but it was more than that. And so now, you know, I think you and I, Jazz, are probably a little bit calmer around this than, than everyone else is because we didn't really necessarily believe that he was going to just single-handedly elevate the program. Now, with that said, to your point, now that he once he committed, the other dominoes start committed to the NFL, obviously, but now the other dominoes start falling. You know, running back the current quarterback room is not an option. No. So while I'm okay that they missed on Cam Ward, I am not okay with going into the spring with Jakari Brown um, and then, you know, an injured quarterback as the back. I completely agree. Like, that's not. And then Judd, is Judd Anderson on campus yet, or is he going to be there for spring ball? Is it only? Yeah, I think he, I think he comes in in January. So. Now. That'll be your quarterback room. Like, that's not acceptable. And that's actually the same problem we had this year. As bad as DVD was, we didn't have any backup options really either. No one wanted Emory Williams to have to play this year. He did because DVD was that bad. You know, you're just, you're just yeah. running back a, a, a barren quarterback room. So I do need to go get someone that can reasonably be considered a starting option. And, and I think that was always the case, and that's still the case. I will say with this staff, though, it does seem like they take a while to do anything, whether it be getting a quarterback, staff moves from last year. It seems like it seems like they don't move quickly when it comes to making moves that they need to make. So I wouldn't exactly count out a move not being made yet, but they are a little slow on the uptake when it comes to both personnel. And, you know, granted, the shift from the previous year's coaching staff to this one was an outlier because you know, you don't want to replace your staff every year, but it does seem like, you know, Mario and company are a little bit slow when it comes to making personnel decisions, whether it be on or off the field. Here's your, I mean, for me, this is what it tells me, right? What, what do you, what do you all usually think of when, you know, someone's taking way too much time to make any decisions? Um, You know, what does that tell you, right? From a fan's point of view, from from an outsider's point of view, where you're not in that office every day in the trenches with them, the 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 view to me is well, they can't make up their mind. They're indecisive. Um, they really don't have a grip on things that are going. You know, they're they're they these guys were never really serious about coming to Miami. They must have struck it out, right? Like that's the thought process. I'm not saying that's right. But that's the that's the consensus. That's a view from the outside looking in, saying, "Well, they, they take their sweet time because they can't make up their minds." Um, and we've all noticed that that's in real life. <laughs> what happens if you take your sweet time with everything and you're indecisive? You lose out on potential opportunities, right? So um, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think that <clears throat> you know maybe there's other things that are going on. Uh, there that that are good, right? They, they must be looking at someone else. They must be, you know, waiting for one specific guy to say something. Although the transfer portal closes any moment now, so you know you, you've got to make a move because if not, then you're stuck waiting until you know after spring uh, to 
to potentially grab someone. I don't know. This is kind of a weird situation for me, you know, for, for a lot of people. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, I know that all their eggs were basically in the Cam Ward basket. Uh, so right, so I'd, I'd like to get an opinion on on that though, because I mean he's obviously getting killed for it now that Cam Ward's going to the NFL. If you've identified him as the top guy, right? Um, I mean obviously we stepped up to the plate with significant financial contributions to make that happen. I mean based on what we're seeing, it sounds like he indicated and agreed at least loosely to the financial terms at, at what, so what exactly do you tell them? All right. If you don't tell me by date X, everything's off the table. We're going on to a, to a quarterback we think is worse. Um, Cause I mean, so it's not, it's not as cut and dry as it's easy with 2020 hindsight now to say, Oh, he should have, he should have told him to, to, to kick rocks after a certain period of time. Um, and then, watch Cam Ward commit to FSU today and see what the fans think about that, right? So we aren't the only school that waited around for this kid. Um, And that's why DJU um, committed to FSU today afterwards, right? But it does does look like other schools had contingencies, right? They had... That's my thing. They had DJU, right? DJ Rayangalele, whatever the case was. Right, right, right. But let's, again, this is about also about talent evaluation. Where do they view him? I don't know the answer to that. Right. Um, so they might not view him as significantly better than what we have in the quarterback room. And now there's reports that they're looking at Malachi Nelson, who's obviously a much higher level recruit than anyone in their quarterback room right now. Um, but less, you know, doesn't have experience. So right. we were clearly plan A was to get someone in here with experience. But, you know, if it's pl- if plan B is Malachi Nelson, you still significantly upgrade the talent in your quarterback room. Like he's a player that's just not the experience, right? Right, that's doesn't not- have the experience, but now you're talking about, you know, just a different level of talent than what we currently have in the room. Now, does it actually manifest on the field? Hell if we know. And that's why people wanted Cam Ward. He's put up numbers at the college level in a major conference. It's much easier than to say, okay, he can play because five-star recruits like Malachi Nelson bust all the time. So, um, but I mean, if that's not if so, if he. But I mean, it looks like that's their next option now. Um, that or I, I, it looks like Will Howe to probably go to Ohio State, but he hasn't committed anywhere yet. Well, so um, so 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 then let's do this right because obviously the next uh, natural. Uh, well, here's another name that's coming out. Is right. James let's Masson, talk about some of the names. Jordan McLeod. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the names that uh, we are hearing or that are still in the transfer portal now that not necessarily the ones that have come out because if you're looking at the Liberty Oregon game, I know that's a big game for you know some people who are who like the kid like Caden Salter who's you know a lot of rumors here and there but um by the way it's a kid I like too but um let's talk about some of the guys that are in the portal right starting let's so let's start out obviously Cajun Jefferson is gone as well DJ Uangalele is gone uh some of the other top names uh, that are still there, Malachi Nelson, Jordan McLeod, uh, you know, the kid over at um, Holy Cross that was at Holy Cross, Matt, Matt Sluka. Um, there's, a couple, there's a couple other ones that um, I haven't, uh, that I haven't, that I can't even remember now. I, had, I saw the list in front of me and now I can't, since I don't have my computer. Well, uh, yeah, well, one, one of the things I will just 
in the comments or, or, or we are i am reading your stuff as it goes across by the way it's actually very busy in there so it's not easy to share everyone's comments like we sometimes do when we have four or five commenters but hopefully it's taught you a lesson in quote-unquote reputable sources the one thing i will say mario it moves at, moves at a tortoise's pace and it's very frustrating and he manages his program like he manages the clock and it can be very annoying the one thing i will say for them is that his his athletic program is locked tight shit does not get out of there yeah um it's always the the information we're getting is always third or fourth party some of the previous staffs it would come straight from the coaching staff so you could lock it in a lot better it's now like well i mean there's a lot of the a lot of the stuff for camera is coming from his parents from his father right that's not the same thing as you know manny staff not going to name names. There were certain people that he would call directly to get his stories out. I mean, this is very different how Mario does things. So just, I would say any, any rumor, whether it's positive or negative is very much at best second or tertiary, secondary or tertiary. Cause like they, he is very good about kind of keeping stuff in store. It's how we only find out TVDs out, you know, the Friday slash Saturday of, Clemson game when he couldn't but, even talk. Which, by the way, he, he's already wearing a Wisconsin. I saw that. That's a whole other thing. Uh, um, anyways. No, well, but okay, I, mean, so, I just said, so, so just for the rumors stuff, just like, look, until something is confirmed, because like the, the reputable sources at our program are not as dialed in as they used to be when that place used to leak like a sieve. And you just got to understand that. Like, take everything a little bit of a grain of salt. For Tamario's credit, actually, he does not let a lot get out of there. Well, I, here's here's the issue I do have with that per se, okay? Because uh, it could it could be it, it could be on either side, right? So it's kind of a, a double edged sword per se. So let's say you um, you don't have much stuff leaked out, right? Let's say, but the sources are saying that look, no matter what, Mario's got contingency plans, right? He's got one A, one B, one C. You know, one, two, three, ABC, however you want to call it. He's got a plan. He's got all this going on. If one guy doesn't fall, you know, if one guy falls through, he's got another guy. He's got another option. He's got all these options, right? And then when push comes to shove, shove and Cam Ward declares to the NFL, um, and now you just don't know what the hell's going on, right? Nobody knows what the hell's going on. I think it can go both ways, right? It can go, well, he really didn't have a contingency plan for for what's going on or all of that fell through and now he's screwed because all the guys that wanted to come here aka sources say well howard wanted to come here right you got all this all this stuff now all of those guys are gone so now he's stuck in a position where you know he might have to go get someone else that wasn't really in the plans here's my thing though you can see that as two ways. Like I said, you see that, oh, he wasn't prepared for this. He didn't make – and that's not typical Mario, right? He's always prepared, prepared for it. But we've kind of seen this already, right, where he kind of strikes out on, on, on the quarterback position or he takes too long to make a decision with the offensive coordinator, whatever the case is. We've kind of seen that for this specific position, it's like he overthinks it, right? That's that's just – that's the feeling. I'm not saying that's what it's what it is. But then on the other side, it could be, well, this is this was his plan all along. So like it's it's 
it, there's a lot of mixed emotions when it comes to what's going on with the quarterback position. Um, I, I will tell you one thing, though. I will tell you one thing, and I know, Vish, we've spoken about this a lot. If you go into the season with JB as your starting quarterback, I think you're in a whole hell of a lot of trouble either way. This season could could be frustrating for Canes fans and for, for the program because I just don't think he's ready yet. I see some stuff. I see the development. See him getting better. I just don't think he's ready yet. And then, then you get to you get in a position where, you know, it, it, it could not, it, it could go wrong for you. It could not bode well for for this program if you do that. You got to go get a quarterback, and you got to get a guy that's experienced. Um, and yeah, you can go after a guy like Nelson as well. But to be quite honest with you, somebody on the chat post posted really quick. I, I I can't see it now, but somebody on the chat posted about how Oregon. Did I think Oregon did a hell of a job, right? They're able to – they went out and they got Dylan Gabriel and they got Dante Moore. So they got their experienced guy that can come in and, and keep this machine moving, and then they developed Dante Moore, who's potentially, you know, another five-star quarterback that can potentially come in, develop for a year, and then be the, be the guy next next year. So, I you know, it, it's tough. I'm kind of frustrated, I, and I think a lot of Kings fans are frustrated as well at the fact that, at this point, if you're going to have a quarterback that's going to come in and lead this team, you got to have him before the spring comes up. Because if not, uh, then you're kind of behind the eight ball if you're bringing a guy after April for spring, you know, after spring. Yeah, no, you, you can't. You, look, they, we need another quarterback in the room. Um, and if we if we think JB is the guy, he'll – don't know if we lost Jazz permanently, but um, if we, he's been having technical issues. But we think JB – oh, he's back. If we think JB is the guy, he'll win the job anyway, so – what are we worried about? We shouldn't be afraid of competition. What we lack right now is options. Well, um, if we think, and, oh, sorry, Bish, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. If we think JB is the guy, then I think we might have problems in terms of evaluation. Like, just like you guys mentioned, you like you guys talked about it earlier. The quarterback position is one that, you know, Mario so far at Miami has struggled to evaluate. If we believe that JB is the guy, you know, then there's, there's got to be something that they see in practice or some sort of development from spring to August or whatever in order to make me and probably other Canes fans feel comfortable with, you know, Jakari starting under center come the opener. I mean, because it, it, I don't know, to me, you have a bunch of transfer portal quarterbacks at the beginning of all this that were, you know, highly touted, very good quarterbacks, very good players, and probably one of the deepest transfer portal quarterback classes in a while if you don't recognize as a coach that you need depth in your quarterback room and you miss out on this opportunity to land a good quarterback then to me that's an evaluation issue because right now I don't feel comfortable with Brown starting against Florida yeah and and it's a good point too this this next season opens at at UF and I cannot tell you how catastrophic it would be to open the season by losing to this low-rent version of Florida who stinks and, and is basically just too cheap to buy their head coach out. Um, you cannot lose that game. And so, again, I, I, there's debate in the chat. Apparently some people think JB sucks. Some people think he's awesome. It doesn't To me, it doesn't matter. Like, he'll have a chance to compete for this job, but – you need to have more options. Like Emory Williams is allegedly going to be okay for spring ball. We don't know that though. He, his hand, his arm broke in half. Like we all saw it on TV. Like it's not, he's not able to practice now. 
and I know I know there's no actual practices, but you're out of your mind if you think these kids aren't throwing. He's not. He's missing critical development time. That's your quarterback room? That can't be your quarterback room. Not at all. No, absolutely so, not. So, I mean, keep, if JB had gotten injured in the bowl game, the state of the, of the quarterback room right now, and I that's that's kind of my point. Like, if obviously you can get someone's season that start a lot of games, the expectation is they're going to come in and start. But if you end up with someone like Malachi Nelson, like, yeah, if JB's actually good, he'll compete, compete for the starting job and beat him out. There's no way they're promising Malachi Nelson the starting job. Like, that's just not happening. Now, if it's someone that's – if it's Will Howard, they probably would. You're definitely going to be starting. I mean, that's just the reality of it, right? So, at the very least, we need competition because right now <laughs> it's really J- – JB's going to be pretty much the guy in spring ball by himself right. at this point. By, by the way, all right, let's make this clear because I see uh, I see a lot of stuff in the chat. Our boy, our boy is is back <laughs> in the portal, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy you want right there. There he is. Look, he knows the school. <laughs> let's, let's make this clear, right? Bottom line is I don't care who it is that you bring in, whether it's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, whether Caleb Williams wants to come back <laughs> another year or you want to bring – I don't care who it is that you want to bring in. You want to bring in Michael Penix here, okay? Or you want to stick with Jakari Brown. Regardless of that, you're not going 13-0. You're not winning a national championship next year. you got a lot of other stuff that you've got to work on, right? You still need some wide receiver help because God knows that, you know, after the showing from Jacoby George the last couple of weeks, uh, there's a lot of immaturity there. There's a lot of issues with his play, and he's still not wide receiver one. As much as I like his play, I think he's a, he's a great right. You know, he's a really good wide receiver. I just don't know if he's wide receiver one. We don't have a wide receiver one that can make these explosive plays. Thank God, believe it or not, I think thank God X is coming back because he also lost Rashard Smith. You lost Kobe Young, obviously to Georgia. You lost Rashard Smith in the transfer portal. Jacoby George might be on his way out. Who knows what's going on there? Now, what are you going to do? You're going to depend on your four and five star wide receiver freshman to come in and be the guys. I mean, that's tough, right? So you've got to go get that. We saw that we started our starting corners at safety. Okay, we need help there. Collins Achimpong uh, declared for the for the uh, entered the transfer portal yesterday as well. Okay, that's another kid that could have developed into a big time defensive lineman potentially. You lose him. You lose some guys there to the league. You lose the linebackers. KJ Cloyd declared for the draft. You really only got one big-time linebacker. I mean, these, some of these, just running the numbers, some of these kids have to – there's still more that have to leave because we're we're over 85. So there's going to be even more leaving, to your point, Jazz. So, like, yeah. there, there are other holes. There's a lot of – safety's huge. Dude, we don't have any safeties right now. No, we don't. You know? Savion Collins uh, – Savion Collins. Savion – uh, Riley may be a guy, but is he Cam Kitchens? Is he even James Williams? I don't know. I don't know that, right? So you still got a lot to do in the transfer portal, and you got to develop the guys that you have here. 
in recruiting. But, you know, for anybody who thinks <clears throat> we're just going to go and rock with Jakari Brown and win 12, 13 games, that's not going to be the case. He may not even win nine or ten games, right? He still needs development. But the same thing is going to go for a guy like Will Howard. He can he can win you nine or ten games. He might win you 11 games. It might be pretty good. But I think what everybody wants is, you know, immediate results, right? We want the quarterback to come in and we're going to the natty this year. You know, 2024 is our – it's not going to happen that way, right? We're still developing players. We're still – you know, a ways away. And, and, and for us to compare ourselves to to anybody else, whether it's Ole Miss, whether it's what Georgia did with Kirby Smart when he first got there, what Nick Saban did when he first got at Alabama, I just think context is important and understanding what position and where those programs were at the times that were taken over by a new, by a new coach, by a new team, whatever, whatever the case was. I think that we can't expect everybody to be the same, right? We can't accept, expect just because uh, Braum did what he did at, at Louisville this year. But that's how every team is going to be, okay? Um, but the, the, uh, even w- even with that being said, quarterback is still obviously it's the most important position in, in all of sports, right? So you got to get a good one, uh, and he he will help you win football games. But if you get uh, if you get one that's good but still has things that he needs to develop, he's, he might lose you a couple of games or he might not win you a couple of games either. So you got to be able to have a full team, a complete team to be able to compete in this day and age, right? So um, I just and, think and that the, the, we need to kind of check our expectations. Yeah, yeah, because the coach has to get better too, right? I mean, it's across oh, the board. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's not just the players. It's, it's the coaching. Um, and – you know, I mean, we've talked endlessly about the game management issues. Like, that cost us one game directly. It cost us a very good opportunity at winning the bowl game just because he completely – I mean, we see he still got – maybe he can call one of those timeouts down to slow the portal down. I don't know. He still got two of them he hung on to from the bowl game. Like, I mean, that's not – that's me obviously being sarcastic, but it's also not acceptable. And, you know, obviously the Georgia Tech one was like a, a clock management apocalypse, what happened there. But, you know – pretty chronic stealing points from the team and stealing opportunities to score from the team that's costing, you know, three, six points a game, potentially. Even the end of the first half in the pinstripe bowl, everyone knows, like, at the end of the game, we ended up with running out of time and we still had two timeouts left because we didn't use them on defense. He also didn't use a timeout on defense at the end of the first half, and that's why after they egregiously overturned what looked like a touchdown, we had to kick the field goal on second down. So, I mean, that was four points right there also that could have potentially been scored. So, you know, if you don't improve across the board, a quarterback's only going to do so much, and regardless of who it is. So there's a, there's still holes on the talent side. He cannot have his nephew playing left guard. I don't know what that was. That cannot be allowed to happen. Like, that's egregious. Um, and so there's stuff that needs to be fixed that a quarterback by themselves is not going to fix. And we still need another quarterback, though. That's that's the reality of it. And and I know there was frustration last year with how slow the offensive coordinator search went. I mean, we know that. Look, let's be let's be blunt about this. Dawson was not the, was not Plan A there. Um, he was someone that we eventually landed on um, after striking out on several other guys. And as part of that, we did know that there was going to be 
some learning curve because Dawson always worked under overbearing offensive head coaches. Like if you're working under Dana Holgerson and you're the offensive coordinator, you're not, <laughs> you might be the offensive coordinator. You might be calling the plays. You're not really running what you want to run. So I, but I do think it's important as much as we might criticize this or that, because also Gidry had struggles in several games this year as well. It's, important we maintain that consistency we cannot continue to have revolving doors at the coaching position as well they all just got to get better and people are capable of improvement <laughs> so we got to hope the coaching staff elevates as well but hopefully we have no coaches leave we've had none of them leave so far you need that stability at some point we can't just keep shuffling the the coaching staff here it's part of the thing holding back our player development so hopefully everyone comes back on the coaching staff we kind of round out the roster a little bit here in the coming, you know, with the portal, obviously. There's still another high school signing day as well, um, although most of the big big chips are gone, although we got a good share of them, so that was good for us. But, you know, still a lot of opportunity to infuse some talent here. And then hopefully with that consistency in coaching and not having to learn a new playbook, which they've had to do every year for the last three years, um, you know, we do get a little bit better play. That's the goal, and that will elevate your record. Now, is it going to take us to 13-0 and next year? No, but that is how you get to nine or ten wins. You've, you've got to – you know, you don't want to do what FSU just did, right, where they they destroyed the transfer portal a couple years in a row, and now every player on their team this past year, basically, that got any significant playing time was a fourth, fifth, or sixth-year guy. And now they haven't developed any other players, and half of them are leaving anyway. So you don't want to put yourself in that position. You want to make sure that you you get the, the right guys in the transfer portal um, and you continue to develop your young talent and have them play. And I think Mario's doing a good job of that. Uh, it's just tough to see that, you know, you don't have a quarterback in place yet that you can kind of sit there and, and, and the whole, you know, everybody can feel comfortable saying, that's our guy. Yeah, let's go. Let's go win some ball games. Let's go kick some ass. Um, so I think, uh, unfortunately, the it's going to take some patience. It's going to take some patience from us, from the fans, from everybody um, before it's all said and done. I do expect Mario to do something quick, though. Eventually, I think that he's going to have to pull the trigger on on one of the guys that he sees. And look, some of them can fit this program a lot better than maybe some other ones that are already gone. So. Um, I'm not, you know, this is not the end of the world. I don't think this is the worst thing that could have happened to this team anyways this year. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, the plan is simple, man. It's go get a guy that can come in and win some ball games and lead this team and continue to develop the guys behind them. Uh, Malachi Nelson is a possibility. Jordan McLeod, I know a lot of people think he's short and whatnot and this and the other. I don't really care how tall he is or how short he is. Uh, I need a guy that can that can come in that has the numbers that has the experience and can come in and win some football games. Um, same thing goes for something other guys. I know there was a funky name there from from a guy in Albany. I can't even remember his name. P P Z or Reese Reese Pendergraph or something like that. Anyways, who cares? Point is, you know, go get yourself a quarterback. You know, and start to to under, learn the system with Coach Dawson. Hopefully, Mario kind of. Uh, stays out of his way as well, if you know what I mean. And um, we keep moving forward from there. Well, I think one of the things, you know, 
we're assuming because Dawson Dawson actually, you know, he he's obviously from Mike Leach's school of offense and um you know, rest in peace. Um he's actually talked pretty extensively about how he's deviated from Leach and Leach told him, you know, he's not he's not really following the pure air raid and I think we want to ascribe that to Mario. We know what brand of football Mario likes to play, so it's very easy to say, well, Dawson's not allowed to do what he wants. We have absolutely zero evidence of that. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I, we're assuming we're assuming that, you know, Dawson actually doesn't want to run the football. He'd like to throw on every play. I, there's no evidence of that. And so I, I think I think some of this. I don't is, think that's true either, but I, I just don't think people understand his style of offense. So no, but I think they want they want to see Mike Leach's offense from thirty right. years ago, which no one runs, and it's it's just. It, it, if anything, I would say there were, there were games where we got into trouble with Georgia Tech being one of them where we didn't run enough, where he trusted TBD to throw too much. We clearly didn't have yeah. it. Um, if you want to really be critical of like you're seeing a guy who can't hit the broadside of a barn and you're calling all these passing plays, just hand it to Fletcher and let him cook. What are you doing? By so, the way, <laughs> not for nothing, but and I knew it. I I kind of told y'all, Nico Aymaleava. Who that kid is the truth. Anyways, uh, he is he's, he's good. carving up very, Iowa very right good. now. He's a stud, man. But, but I, just you know, getting back to to our quarterback room again, I think obviously we're familiar with DJU because he played at Clemson and Oregon State, right? And then KJ Jefferson has bounced around too, but he's like a known name, right? You know, you could easily evaluate those players and say they're not they're not a good fit and they're not a significant upgrade. Like, so just because those dominoes fell right after Cam Ward, like. If we had, if we had just let me put it this way, if we had put a bag in front of DJU and he had committed a week ago to us because we basically paid him, I don't think our fans would have been <laughs> so. Now it's like, oh crap, give me something. Um, I think we just got this, this happened a few hours ago that that Cam Ward was going to the NFL, so it's too early to conclude that we we're caught with like you know our heads up our asses. Yeah. So I, I think we just got to wait and see. Clearly, we 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 weren't even going hard after any of the guys that committed afterwards. So we'll see if we end up with no one else coming in. Then it's pretty clear that we shoved all of our chips into the cam word <laughs> you know, basket and and lost. Right? I mean, that's the reality. If no one comes in, but let's see how they recover from this. Yeah, I, I will say this. Right, this is year three, and year three is kind of a uh, you know a monumental you know, year for a lot of quarter, uh, for a lot of uh, coaches where, you know, by year three, you should have this thing kind of, kind of moving. Um, you know, it's, I guess it's unconventional to think otherwise. However, it, it's, it, it's going to be important to go back and reevaluate this after. If you don't get yourself a really good quarterback or a solid guy <clears throat> after three years in a program, I think it's going to be important that he does land that guy. Uh, that we feel could be the future of this program. If not, you know, you, you might be stuck in the same cycle again. And I know that nobody wants to hear that, but uh, it's, it's the ugly truth. It's the reality of things in, in college football. So, you know, Martin's got to nail, nail this, hit something, hit, hit it, you know, on the head here with, with the transfer portal, get a guy that can come in and, and win some ball games, And hopefully, 
that next stable of, of uh, quarterbacks, whether it's Judd, whether it's uh, Luke Nickel in a couple of years, whether it's JB in a couple of years as well, if he sticks around, uh, they got to come on. They got to have good quarterback play, and if they want to uh, compete for national titles and be in these playoffs, um, uh, you know, in the next couple of years. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. We will be back on the show. We will be back on next next week, next one. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, you know, thanks for joining us. If you uh, if you all, you know, have any names that you're interested in, you know, or if you're interested in any information, make sure you just hit us up on Twitter at Six Rooms Canes with any of your questions or or what concerns. We'll do the best we can to find kind of follow up and and get as much information as possible. But uh, to be quite honest with you, this is a uh, this is an interesting time here for Miami Hurricanes football. National so we'll Championship see. next Monday, we'll too. See. Yeah, yeah. Tonight is going to be fun, too, I yep. think. I think two good matchups. So uh, all the other games so far have been ass-whoopings, aside from the LSU-Wisconsin uh, the LSU Wisconsin game. So that's been a pretty good one. So um, It's the TVD we'll... presence on the sideline wearing his Wisconsin jersey that has inspired the troops there, clearly. <laughs> that's what it is. You As know it, it. As it did for, did for us for so many years. You know, it's good someone else is getting that benefit. Right, you know, because he's such a vocal leader anyways. Yeah, um, I mean, his leadership skills off the chart is unbelievable. Yes. Anyways, uh, and hopefully I'll have a computer again by next by next. I know. Week. So weird. <laughs> this was a little weird, yeah. It is weird. But uh, follow us on Twitter, at Six Rings Canes. Make sure you check us out on the podcast as well, uh, Six Rings Canes. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Make sure you check that out. Uh, subscribe to Six Rings Canes um, on the uh, well. It's actually Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Make sure you go in there, check us out, find us there. Six Rings Canes and subscribe and like. Hit the like button. Uh, we love to to you know to see you guys uh, active in the chat, uh, kind of talking smack to each other and uh, look. And to us, we're all. And to oh, us, yeah. yeah, look, we're all in this. We're all yeah. fans as well. So we love the University of Miami. We want to see them get get the right guy, whoever it is. And, um, you know, and, and hopefully right the ship and get it going in the right direction again and start winning some more ball games. So uh, that's what it's all about. And we'll see if that happens soon. Stay tuned. And uh, if we have any breaking news or information, we'll we'll bring it to you. So make sure you guys keep it locked. Uh, oh, DJ and also Chris. basketball. We do buckets. We've got a show tomorrow. Huge game with Clemson on Wednesday right. to open ACC play. Jazz that's will right. be there in person. We're going to do a post game too. Later in the middle of the night, at some point, maybe you will. You will with your laptop, if, uh, unless I have mine. Well, no, I mean I, Matt and I are doing buckets yeah. at some yeah. point. He's in Cal. I bet that I am between Melissa working at night, so she's like on a weird schedule, and Matt oh, being yeah, in California, yeah. I am doing some late nights buckets. Man, <laughs> the East Coast is killing me here. I'm getting outnumbered. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Hopefully, you're feeling better by the next show, Jess. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's just my allergies are, are kicking my ass today, and I'm I'm in my new room, as you can see. You got I got the. I know you got the whole setup, and then you break your computer. It's getting there. It's 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 getting there. So you got it back there and stuff. It's getting there. It's getting there. So we'll see. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rings Kane Show. <laughs> You know. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.